Hey guys, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hamil Javeri. With me, as always, Evan Thorpe, who's spitting out his gum as we speak, and Stephen Ruiz. Hi guys. I just realized I never tested out my mic, so can you guys hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> can you hear me? We can hear you. <laughs> People in the next room can hear you, Evan. <laughs> All right. We're talking about Cliff Kingsbury and his transition to the uh, NFL. Uh, Stephen, you wrote a lot of words about uh, what this move means. Take us through your article. Yeah, I wrote a lot of words because I think there's a lot of layers to this hiring. One, it's always interesting when a college coach who's like seen as this genius makes the leap to the NFL because Mm -hmm. those guys have never had success in the NFL before. And then there's his age. He's only 39 years old. He's young. And that's kind of been a trend for these NFL teams hiring new coaches. And then you have to bring up the race thing because he wasn't a great college coach like his record was 35 and 40 and he got fired this year but somehow he got hired by it he got a promotion basically right he fit fa- i'm not gonna say that he failed up because your article is pointing out that he actually does deserve this position mm-hmm. and to be in the nfl um and that it does make sense but from the way you just described it you could easily make the argument that white coaches fail up yeah, and we saw that like within the NFL too, not even just with him. We saw a couple coaches, a couple white coaches get fired and get interviews elsewhere, whereas Todd Bowles, Vance Joseph, those guys got fired. They were head coaches, but they had to interview for assistant jobs instead, mm-hmm. not head coaching jobs. Yeah. Um, I think Mina Kimes actually tweeted about this or wrote an article about this as well, just pointing out the discrepancy in NFL coaches. Um and that has been a lot of debate back and forth uh, on Twitter this week. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, people are uncomfortable saying like, oh, it's white privilege. This is an example of white privilege. But I think you have to admit it like a black coach in a similar spot would not get the same opportunity. You can even think about Kevin Sumlin, who, who is a guy that Cliff worked under at Texas A&M. He's been like known as an offensive guy in the college ranks, and he's actually won games in college. He didn't get any interest from NFL teams. He's black. But what is your argument for Cliff deserving the job then? Because it's one, very long. It's, it's more about football, right? I think he does deserve the job, but there's no denying that white privilege helped him get the job. Well, we function in a system, and especially the NFL, in a system that unconsciously favors white player players over black players like that's just the way the system is um and everyone arguing that it has to do with merits is not realizing that there's so many unconscious biases at work in how people make these decisions my turn i mean you, you're <laughs> just you've been quiet this whole time so i assume you've got something to say yeah i mean uh because steve and i talked about this yesterday and i was just saying how like what he ended on, you got Todd Bowles, who was a coach, got fired, and the first thing he had to do was get an offensive coordinator position. And my biggest thing with the whole uh, Kingsbury hiring is he, was, he wasn't even a, a coordinator in the pros, and he moved all the way up to the head guy. And I just felt like maybe he should have did a year or two as offensive coordinator just to get you know used to playing at this level. Football is different. Each level you go up or down, and – the fact that he's been given the keys to an organization with a young quarterback, 
some good veterans and like we don't know if he's ready for this and so he's going to get not only one more year than uh Vince Joseph got but he's going to get like they're going to give him time to work around and see if he can really do this thing and if it doesn't work right away they're going to be like well he didn't have his guys so mm-hmm. you know year 3 year 4 he finally got his guys and so the black coaches won't get that you know get out of jail free card or that excuse they're just going to get fired right away whereas the white guys going to get an extra year or two when it's not deserving but do you think that has to do with Cliff's uh, uh, I am hedging to use the words public persona, but he is seen as a bit of a star, mm-hmm. right? He has a very personable personality, uh, regardless of what his accomplishments are on the field. There is an aura of success about him, and uh, that has that might have a lot to do with it. I think the biggest thing is people expect him to be the next Sean McVay, and like they even like talk about, oh, well, they're friends, so. You know, he might be just as good as him. Yeah, so. the Cardinals, like, pointed out. Yeah. So Even I, the Cardinals in their announcement were like, yeah, he's friends with Sean McVay. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's one of those things where, like, they know Sean McVay is, like, the hot name as far as, like, uh, new hires of coaches, and people want the next Sean McVay. So they're going to take that chance to they're, get – Sorry, go ahead. They're going to take that chance to try to find the next Sean McVay when I don't think – Uh, any of the last year coaches who were like out of college had success or was looked at to be the next Sean McVay had success. So you're, you're saying that they're buying into the hype, into the potential of, of Cliff. Are you against this? I, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm for it. If they get a good, like, uh, an experienced staff behind him to show, like, hey, we're not just giving this guy everything. Like, we're right. going to have a good support system behind him, maybe two veteran coaches on offense, a veteran uh, defensive coordinator. So it's not a new guy basically doing everything and trying to figure it out on the way. If they put a good good enough staff behind him, I have no problem with it. But well, they, he, he said he was going to do that yeah. in the press conference. He said he was going to get a veteran offensive coordinator who can kind of, like, take what he does and kind of mix in pro style concepts with that. So he said he's going to do that. Is he actually going to do it? It remains to be seen, but at least he's saying the right things right now. I'm, I, I'm saying that like white privilege helped him get this, but at the same time, I I do think this is like a forward thinking move by the Cardinals because teams have been reluctant to hire. It's not just that he came from college. He runs a system. It's called the air raid offense, which used to be like considered taboo by NFL organizations just because it was it's like a pure college system and mm-hmm. everyone just said oh that won't work in the pros but now the NFL is buying into these college concepts they're starting to like I don't know think more broadly look more places for ideas I think it is a sign of progress in terms of football mm-hmm. not in terms of like not social progress but in terms of football it is a sign of progress by the NFL now I will have a problem if Chris Richard doesn't get some type of like consideration to be a head coach or he's not picked up because I feel like that's a young black coach who has shown that he could he, he should be given a chance to be a head coach of a team and there's only two spots available to for a head coaching position so if if he doesn't get like great consideration to be a coach I'd be upset with that because it's like no black coaches yeah you know we're we're down to from what we were last year, being a two got fired, and we've already got what six coaches. I think six yeah. coaches total this season lost their jobs, right? I think it was eight. 
Oh, yeah, eight, I think so. six have been picked. Like six head coaching jobs are filled right now. Okay, yeah, six are, are filled and two are still open. But the the thing working against Rashard is like everyone's looking for an offensive guy, mm-hmm. and this is a, I mean, this is a systematic problem. The problem with black coaches not getting hired because if you're looking for an offensive guy, offensive coaches tend to be quarterbacks. Offensive coordinators tend to be former quarterbacks and. Black players didn't really get the, a fair opportunity to play quarterback until very recently. I mean, there were some that would play in like option offenses, but I'm talking about pro style, like drop back passing offenses. And we're now just starting to see that. So maybe there will be like a natural course correction in the future. I don't think the NFL should be banking on that. They should be proactive with this. But I do think that's why a guy like Richard may not get a job this offseason. Right. So. Even though the outward cause is not race, there's a systemic reason that race is the reason he would not get to that job. Um, and you have, and you mentioned this in your article as well. Uh, I think you said something like ten out of thirty. Yeah, thirty coaches. Coaches um, used to be offensive coordinators. Used to be quarterbacks. We used to be quarterbacks, and. Uh, I uh, it's not that I disagree with this. I don't actually have an opinion about whether or not, you know, Cliff Kingsbury deserves a job. NFL is not my thing. Um, but I s- thought that that paragraph in your article was really poignant because it says that this is not a man who is undeserving of the position, but it is worth pointing out that the system has helped him get this job where the system has failed other coaches that might be deserving as well. I mean, yeah. you even have the Rooney rule in football where, like, you have to interview, you know, somebody of color for a position. And, like, I, I just – I don't know. I don't really hear about it. Like, you don't hear about these teams who they uh, – Wait, interview. what is it? You have to expand on that. The Rooney rule is a national football policy that requires league teams to interview ethnic minority candidates for head coaching and senior football operation jobs. So, I just I, – you don't even hear about, like, the black coaches getting head coaching opportunities. That seems like a, a really simplistic understanding of affirmative action. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the problem is that it only r- applies to the NFL level, and we yeah. see coaches trickle up. So, I mean, and there's no way the NFL can control this, but exactly. you have to go back to the college level and the high school level. and. Well, you see this in, again, the NHL is my beat. So you see this in hockey all the time, which is that you can argue about the fact that there aren't enough black players in the NHL and there aren't, any or enough black coaches in the NHL, but it all starts at a very basic level where if there's income inequality and blacks and minorities can't afford to play the game, you're not going to have that that talent trickle up to the professional level. Um, So there's a systemic problem there. The NHL, in defense of the NHL, it does do a good job with youth hockey programs to try to motivate interest and try to offset costs and things like that. But there's only so much that you can do if there's only one ice skating rink in all of Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think, like, where I'm from, we have an ice skating rink. Yeah. I don't think they even offer, like, as growing up, like, ice hockey for kids. Do you have any idea how expensive hockey is? It's insanely expensive. I bet. And even for middle-class families, it's a stretch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that you guys have pressing on this topic? I think the beef of the week kind of came out of this topic with Stephen A. Smith calling out the Cardinals for hiring Cliff Kingsbury for all the reasons we've kind of said that people have criticized them for hiring him. And then they clapped back at him. Yeah, I'm trying to find a tweet now. But. They brought back up him mistaking the 
the Chargers players who were not playing all season, he, he was basically touting them as having good seasons, even though they've been injured all season long. And then he responded by saying, well, nothing, no mistakes I've made in my 25 years in this business are as bad as how bad you guys were last year, which I take offense to. He also said that their coach should be a candidate on The Bachelor. <laughs> so I don't know what you're going with this one, Stephen A. Smith. Like, I, Wait, what did he say? He said it should be a candidate on The Bachelor. Why? Because he looks. Do you know how Cliff Kingsbury looks? He looks I, like Ryan Gosling. No, I know how he looks. I, just because he's handsome, you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's handsome. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you mocking me? No, it's just it was funny. Like I thought you were gonna say like he's hot, but you he's handsome. Like he's he not all handsome. the way there, but he's he's good looking. No, he's handsome. I feel like if I interviewed him, I'd have a yeah. On. If he started talking about football and there was there was a, a... <laughs> <laughs> the face Steven just made, y'all. Yeah, he's getting a little hot hot just thinking about it. Um, but there was a whole meme right where Cliff Kingsbury looks like Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to say Stephen A. Smith is wrong about his <laughs> my mistakes aren't worse than you have, having a bad season last year. Would the Cardinals go like 2-14, and 3-13? Yeah, well, Stephen A. Smith, you tried to justify domestic violence saying that Ray Rice's wife might have provoked him. So, no, that's not worse than a bad season in football. Yeah, that's a pretty good beef of the week. I'll take it. To, are we ready for the woke take of the week? Who got it? I do. You got it? Yeah, well, it's not really a woke take, though. All right, let's hear it. Is it the great awokening? <laughs> the great awokening. We'll, we'll be the judge of that. Well, it has to do with P.K. Subban. Have you guys seen the video that's circulating where apparently, and I can't believe that this is still happening, but it is happening. Uh, a young player was getting racially taunted, uh, hearing racist things when he was out on the ice, and P.K. Subban sent him this nice video that said, you should never let anybody tell you what you can and can't do, especially if it's because of your race. And I have a lot of affection for Subban anyway because I think he's a, a great uh, hockey player but also a really vocal NHL player, which is rare. Um, and I think we needed to hear a little bit of that, especially since this is the second incident this week uh, of young black hockey players being uh, taunted racially. The yeah. other one was uh, in... Uh, uh, Washington, D.C., where, where we're based, uh, and uh, the Capitals reached out to a youth hockey player as well who was getting racial taunts, uh, which I don't I don't understand why this is still happening, but it is. Uh, where was it? Where did the other one happen? I don't know. I don't know where it happened. It's crazy uh, that it happened in D.C., though. Yeah. But yeah, which is supposedly a diverse area. I feel like P.K. is the only... I mean, he's not the only black hockey player, but like I only know two, and it's uh, Wayne from the Flyers and Wayne Simmons. Yeah, and PK. Those are the only two black hockey players I know. <clears throat> There's um, what's his name who plays for the Caps, and now of course I can't remember him. Uh, what's his name? Golden Knights have a black player, right? Well, Malcolm Subban is a goalie. PK's brother. Mm-hmm. Um. There's more. Please don't ask me to name black hockey <laughs> no, players. No, I'm not asking you to name all of them. But I just feel like PK is the only one that's like really like. He's super visible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's super visible. Like he's everywhere. He was at the SBs and then him and. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah. They had their thing. I don't know if it's still going on. Or it's not. still going on. It's still going on. It's still a thing. They're Shout very out. 
they're very happy on social media. There you go, PK. But I feel like like NFL is pushing him. Like, hey, he's gonna get his own TV show. They're they're giving him an All Star special for All Star for the NHL All Star game because they finally realized that he's good for the league after like five plus years of people telling him that. Wow. I don't know what the PK Subban <laughs> show is going to be. I could be good or bad yeah. depending on how it goes. Uh, all right. Uh, last thoughts? Um, Eagles will beat the Saints 27-30 on Sunday. Uh, no, they won't. And stop taunting black hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not saying he's doing I'm saying oh. that's my thought. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> the world. I'm, saying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to uplift them. I'm trying to get them shot. Yeah, outs. I'm like, who here was taunting black hockey players? Yes, the world in general should stop being freaking racist, especially the kids. Um, all right, guys. On that note, we're gonna call it a show. Thank you for listening and. Join